This episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters. Become a patron today at patreon.com forward slash into the portal. Welcome back into the portal. I'm Amaray. And I'm Andrew McKay. And we're back with another Film Friday. We are. Welcome back, everyone. Yes, thank you for joining us. Uh, this week we had a little change of plans. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're actually going to be talking about a movie called Annihilation today. Yeah, you, and... you, you say that with a little more pizzazz. Annihilation. Annihilation. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Like Definitely, um, yeah, I, yeah, we, we slotted it in. <laughs> Definitely, we <cut>. I, <laughs> I. Well, okay. <laughs> so clear, right? Yeah. We, we were going to do the whaling. It didn't happen. Um, this week, we're going to save it for next week, but we do have a, we, we wanted to give you guys a little message here off the top. <laughs> yeah. That, um, uh, go, go, go ahead, Amber. Well, we have enjoyed every single film we've done thus far but um we did start this during halloween and i feel like some people were really latched onto that and horror (laughs) in particular not to say that because like out of the two of us i think i'm more the horror person yeah yeah. as far as interests go but um we are totally open to things that are a little lighter as well um anything that has a paranormal sort of twinge to it or anything like that yeah like we were just joking about this earlier right like just how it's yeah we started it during halloween and it's kind of just been like a roller coaster of emotions for for me especially because like amber said like she's been kind of the more of the horror movie buff in this relationship over the years and i've been uh you know it's dense yeah it's heavy sometimes sometimes it gets pretty and i actually kind of I think I scared us off of doing the whaling um, this week because oh, I was wow. saying how it's like it, it basically is one of those movies that's really intense and it makes like you know like uh, North American horror look just like that, that's the part about it that I don't think I was quite prepared for this weekend. Not to mention that we just it didn't work out time wise to watch it, but so we'll, we're going to do it justice uh, next week. But that yeah, the fact that it's a foreign film and I'm just like. I don't even know what to expect. <laughs> How crazy could this be? Like, you know, sometimes sometimes yeah. it's just off kilter with what we're used to, right? And oh, uh, totally. that's what's so cool about them, but also, like, I don't know. I kind of wanted to give us more time to prep for that one, too. Totally. So we, the timing didn't work out this week, and by the time we actually had a moment that we could have watched it, my eyes were so tired I wouldn't be able to watch the subtitles. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was well, kind of one of those things. Too. But anyways, getting on to the topic of today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Annihilation, uh, 2018. I had never heard of about this movie until this week no we just stumbled across it on netflix so That's we can't right. really credit anyone it's not a listener suggested but natalie portman man you can't pass that it kind of just happened and it was meant to be it kind of yeah exactly and this is a really interesting thing uh it's actually based on a book trilogy by a man named jeff vandermeer and it's i'm assuming this movie in particular was just part one and so I'm really hoping wonder, that they'll do right? two other parts to kind of... Or I'm just going to have to read the trilogy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it was definitely... It took us for a ride, and it was a great ride. Like, it was... Definitely. I loved it, to be honest. Yeah, like, if to give a... Yeah, to give an answer of whether or not I'd recommend it right off the bat, I would. Um, it definitely... It caught me off guard. Like, I don't even know. Like, I've... I've 
I love Natalie Portman. She's a great actress. Like, uh, Super know, Black Swan, uh, V for Vendetta, like mm-hmm. so many awesome movies, right? She's done a few that I didn't love. So, you know, and like all actors, right? Actors and actresses. What was it, that crazy, stupid love movie or something? Oh, well, sure. She, she's <laughs> dabbled in that picture. realm, too. Yeah, like the <laughs> romantic comedies and stuff. But, um, no, this one, I, like, I wasn't sure quite what to expect from her. Mm-hmm. But, um... But it was, it was really, it was well done. Yeah, it, was it was really good. good. So let's give a brief little synopsis sure. here. So essentially the plot of this film revolves around a young biologist. And um, we basically find her in the throes of kind of one of this very confusing and deceptive sort of inexplicable, inexplicable phenomena mm-hmm. uh, known as the Shimmer. So the opening of the film finds uh, Lena, which is her character name, um, in an interrogation room. It's a very sort of stark setting. And she's basically being examined by a man who's dressed in a hazmat suit. It's, it's uh, yeah, very contained. She's yeah. very separated from them. Mm-hmm. And essentially what we learned is that her husband and um, all the rest of the members of her expedition that she was just on are essentially missing. Right. And that um, basically what we see in the opening sequence of the film is him returning and it's very creepy. It reminds me of like a post UFO abduction, right? Mm-hmm. Where he just finds himself outside the house. He doesn't have anything. He's he's just wearing the clothes on his back. Yeah, that's it. He walks up the stairs. It's a very uh, I don't even know. Like it's so dark, right? And so ominous and just creepy. And she's actually in the middle of mourning him because she thinks he's gone forever. Right. And essentially, he he returns. He has no memory of who he is, and or even what happened to him. He doesn't know any of it. And so this convinces Lena that she must return to the Shimmer to save her husband and even perhaps the rest of humanity. Essentially, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the, I mean, obviously that's that's kind of like the, the jumbled intro there. Um, exactly. But they do that back and forth um, between like, the, you know, the present and the past. Mm-hmm. And then they start with that right from the beginning. So yeah, it starts off in the in this quarantined inter- interrogation room. And then very quickly, it's um, her and her normal life at Johns Hopkins as a professor, biology professor, right. researching cancer cells and stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? And they movies like this always do that. Like, we watched Arrival not that long ago, and it's very similar. You know, it's this back and mm. forth, and it's like a professional uh, woman in this case trying to go about her normal life or whatever. You know what I mean? Actually, that's a really good point. I kind of, yeah, I forgot about that um, juxtaposition between that first scene and then when we do see her giving a lecture at this university and it's exactly, yeah, you you nailed it. It's just, it's the replication of the cell, the mutation of the cell is what she's getting at and they're yeah. basically going to be following a case study. And so it goes from that to essentially... Well, it jumps back to her almost in mourning, right? Where she's mourning the loss of her husband. She's painting the house, right? Uh, You know, doing typical things that people do when they're grieving. And and then he returns. Right. And it's very off-putting is the least that I can say about that. There's that scene in the kitchen. And it's that's odd. what. What do you have? What are your thoughts on that scene there? Well, I, I have a okay. The, there's sort of a theory I have for the whole movie about that is ties to that first scene. I'm going to come back to that. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, it was very strange because obviously he just kind of appeared, and so you're left mm-hmm. to wonder. It's like, well, it's not as if he just because he makes that comment. He's like, I I was outside, and she's like outside the house, and he's like, no, outside the room. And it was like he was just some other place, and next thing he knew, he was looking through a door, and he's like, I recognized you. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what? Like, that's weird. Yeah, no no shit. How could you not recognize me? I'm your wife. Yeah, exactly. And 
at that moment she realizes something's not right and then you get that i love that scene that, that part there where he takes a sip of he's like it doesn't matter because she's like oh i've been mourning you for tw- almost a year and he's like it doesn't matter and then he takes a sip of water mm-hmm. puts it back down and then there's that close-up on the glass and there's just that little bit of blood kind of diffusing out into the water and he's just like i don't feel well and then like a split second later mm-hmm. it's the ambulance like chaos rushing to the hospital yeah because he's obviously in some sort of um, so that moral, was a really good transition mortal there, terror right, there. Right i the actually beginning. have more thoughts on that scene too because that is a definitely a very important scene right it's a um it solidifies a lot of the themes and a lot of what's to come, right? And I really, I had some thoughts on, in particular, his expression or just the opaque nature of his face. You actually can't see his eyes. It's just these black, um, like, sunken holes, essentially, because of the lighting is so dim in the kitchen. You see a lot of separation, right? She's on the opposite side of the room to him. She is definitely distancing herself from him at this point because she's not getting that reciprocation of feeling right you know what i mean she's like this is (laughs) this is not right right and then you get the scene the moment right where she sits down with him and that she's trying to work work it through right and she's like okay tell me about that and that's when he says that right we're about he's like i was outside outside the door to the bedroom so he doesn't even remember actually walking into the house So that to me kind of speaks to just a lack of memory or disapparation of memory, perhaps, where it's like you're you're living in this momentary reality. Yeah. And and then it's interesting because right as soon as he says that, obviously that's the most bizarre thing he said thus far, and she takes her hands off of his. She again reaffirms a separation of sorts, like a, a lack of understanding, and you see that scene all through the glass of water. Yeah. And that's a hugely significant thing, I think, because you're getting that refraction. Right. And that, I think, the refraction, mutation, hybridization, that obviously is a huge component to this movie. Yeah. So I think that, that it, it, you see repetitions of that in various forms, whether yeah. it's through glass and water or just through glass, like Absolutely. tinted glass. It's all these like interesting sort of... Um, yeah, exactly that, where it's like you're you're seeing through the looking glass. Absolutely. Kind of and I... seeing something different by looking through the looking glass. And totally. like throughout the whole movie, they're battling with whether or not this is something bad. Mm, right? Exactly. But it's also but it's it's just something it's they don't understand. Exactly. So, okay, so... Totally. Okay, wait. So even just on that note, before we move into other things sure. here, this idea that, yeah, is is that sort of an analogy, this is the thought I had, is it an analogy for exactly that, the refraction of their DNA, their cells, all this stuff, because as soon as they enter the shimmer, they are essentially a part of that, where they are, they are being refracted by energy beams of whatever sort, whatever it is. It's like this iridescent shimmer. Well, let's so get weird. to the shimmer. So like, how does it even get there? You okay know? yeah we so got... this part was kind of crazy because totally. i actually think i like walked over to get a glass of water at this part and missed the you kind of did even though i reminded it like three times but yeah there was like it's it's alien in origin mm-hmm. uh, by by definition because it's uh there's a a meteor a meteor crash mm-hmm. and this is where okay this is on like the west coast I'm, I'm assuming. I'm honestly not of, sure. That could be like the Gulf Coast too. Right. I'm like not, it's in the I'm US. It obviously. is. Definitely. Um, yeah. And it's sort of centered around this, this crash happens near the coast and near a lighthouse, which ends up being sort of it the... It hits the lighthouse. Right. And it's like, but the lighthouse keeper like reports, was the first person to like report this strange as he was the one who described it as a shimmer. And mm. that name kind of stuck, I think is how they kind of explained it in the movie or whatever. Yeah. 
and then it starts to grow. So this meteor crashes, this strange, yeah, I mean, there is no better word for it other than shimmer. Like, I the guess, shimmer, like, it literally, yeah. it looks like a bubble, like when a kid blows a big <clears> bubble <throat> and it's got that kind of, like, uh, Pink Floyd rainbow color going on um, through Ex- it, because it's exact, a prism, right? Iridescent. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it starts to grow quite rapidly. And yes. so they end up building, it's kind of crazy, right? The government response. They like build like this massive facility on the outskirts and of course have all these, it's exactly like the movie Arrival in, in a way where a they have like all the, similar, you know, yeah. all the, yeah, all the equipment mm-hmm. and military uh, personnel and they're sort of just edging back further and further as it, as it comes closer and closer to them and they don't know what it is. Yeah, totally. So yeah, that's exactly it. No one knows what it is. It is incredibly like visually beautiful and captivating in a sense and I think that's part of its power too and I I kind of likened it to a matrix of sorts and like a matrix as in defined as in an environment or material in which something develops a surrounding medium or structure of sorts so that's kind of what we see right it's an expansion of something and Mm -hmm. within that enclosed area you're getting like exactly what we said like mutations just alterations and dissolutions to a certain extent. And that's where you kind of get the name annihilation, right? Because you're essentially losing yourself in everything else. You're losing your egocentric identity. And then you just become a part of everything is kind of how it looks, right? Or you get like amalgamations of different creatures and stuff. Right. But isn't that an interesting... Okay, isn't, isn't it interesting the title then to think of it that way? Like, we can come back to that Annihilation. But this idea of annihilation, when you hear that word, you think, like, Bruce Willis Armageddon. Like, you think, (laughs) like, nuclear war, like, you know, Mm -hmm. like, Independence Day, like, you need Will Smith to get in a spaceship. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't think of a transitionary thing where it's, like, where it's just about not understanding what's even happening. You know what I mean? Understanding and then just letting go. It's almost like this interesting, weird thing where it's... Yeah, exactly that. I've got another really interesting point on that. I, well, okay. I think it's interesting, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save it. A little juicy what? tidbit. Let's, well, let's, let's go keep... into some of these examples then, because yeah. I thought some of these were really cool. De- definitely. We came across um, a few different things, like the duplicated deer running through the woods. So essentially, it was like almost like a mirrored image of like this silvery, it almost looks like a, um, a Patronus or something, right, from Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, it definitely does. And it has like these very weird aspects to it. I thought that was cool. Yeah, and they're then, running in perfect... Yeah, in unison. unison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a mirror, right? And then right. that's exactly what happens to her later on at, like, the kind of the climax of the film where she faces herself or, like, her other self. We're not self. really sure. Exactly. I don't think it's actually her, but yeah. I think it's something that's, like, mimicking her. Right. That's, that's a huge part about it, too, is mimicry. And, like, right. this weird sort of, like, how these blends occur and how different parts of those kind of come out. Yeah. But I thought, okay, one of my favorite ones, I... I know you're probably going to choose the the really cool one, so I went for the one that's like... <laughs> but I really like the flowers. I love oh, the yeah. flowers. I love the way they resembled human structures. It was like, that was interesting. Because then it's kind of like a, a bipolar sort of um, like junction. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just the two parts. So you get the animal plant structure and you get the the reminiscent human frame where they're all just like stand they're like statues bizarre it's so creepy man and then later on you get once the shimmer's gone you see where what was actually there and it was just graves yeah which is interesting which Mm -hmm. but but that that's curious too then because it's almost like was it like a a hallucination in a way because they just dis but i mean like obviously those were plants within it right that presumably grew out of the 
but they needed that bodies, medium. Right? They needed the matrix okay, to so actually that, be. That's a whole other chest. That's a whole other can of worms to address oh, then in this yeah. too. You know what I mean? Because so essentially, like at this point, we've got Lena. She's she's the main character. She's yeah. her her husband's come back come back, but he's super duper messed up. Yeah. She gets taken into uh, so that she's on the way to the hospital with him. Car, you know, like Secret Service or whatever, like pull them over, take them, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. whatever, right? So now she's joined this group because she's basically like a, she's sort of a quasi prisoner in a way because yeah. she knows too much, mm-hmm. kind of, right? But she's a biologist, so she joins this group. They're in there. So did we say this character list? So she's with Doctor oh, Ventress, right. um, which is the the sort of coordinator of the expeditions. Exactly. She's kind of, yeah, the brains of the operation. Right. You've got a paramedic from Chicago. Her name's... I think that was Anya. Anya. She's the one that goes kind of nuts, right? Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. then you have a, a physicist and... I can't remember the other one. A microbiologist? Something like, like that. that. Josie. Yeah. yeah. So they're heading in there. They're all kind all of... All female cast. All female cast. Um, um, which is interesting. That's really cool, actually. Mm-hmm. Didn't really pick up on that. Yeah. And then I believe it's the character... Josie makes the comment about how they're all damaged goods and that's why they're volunteering for this crazy expedition, right? You, yeah. you, know, you don't volunteer for something that no one's come <laughs> back from unless you're like, have nothing really better, Very true. better going on. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was really interesting. The first, okay. They, so they walk into the shimmer, mm-hmm. they walk through and it's all pretty normal. Other than the fact that it's like, they just walked into like a tropical environment, which is kind of strange because where mm-hmm. they were, a few meters before it didn't seem to be. It's just like boggy swampland before the coast. Mm -hmm. And the first night they go to sleep and they wake up the next morning and they've lost time. That was weird. They never really came back to that at all throughout the rest of their journey. I forgot about that. But they woke up and they were like, we only have enough supplies left. But judging by our supplies, it looks like we've been out here for six days. Or something along those lines. Even though they, it was their first night. And then she remarks later on that she doesn't recall ever eating. They didn't recall... Go- they, they, none of them remembered anything after walking in. Mm-hmm. They wake up the next morning and they're all like, yep, does anyone remember anything? That's weird. Yeah. So it's like either either they just... I don't know. They, they're, brain, they're, they're operating differently just by entering mm-hmm. or, or their actual like... It's already started. <laughs> their brains have literally started to move around. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is such an interesting thing. Oh about God, this movie. yeah, that's that's really creepy. It, that that's really funny though to come back to that point. Yeah, at the human side of these characters and how they all are like damaged goods, right? And how um, that one night, Lena and Cass, they kind of have their little uh, bonding session of their pain and whatever and their loss and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Cass is the one that actually ends up getting uh, murked first yeah. by. Uh, seemingly an invisible animal that turns out to be not none other than like a hybrid goat bear thing. It's weird. That's looking effing monster. messed up. Yeah. And it has her voice because it killed her. Yeah. And she became in her last moments, her last terrified moments of being alive. She, when she's screaming, help me. That's the part that gets transferred right. into this. And so we have that scene, that beautiful scene where essentially they're all tied up in the chairs because that chick Anya has gone crazy and they're all tied up and hear the monster outside and it just, you hear the help me and it sounds like a woman screaming. So Anya runs out, gets presumably whatever, like injured or whatever. She's out trying to find it. And then the creature comes in and it's just like breathing down their necks essentially and, and just says it so quietly, help me again. And it's her voice. 
It's so creepy, man. And yeah. I honestly think that they weren't attacked, A, because, like they said, they weren't responding. They were completely still. But B, because I think that there was a part of Cass that was a little bit more restrained. She was, like, actually trying to communicate with them that she was in there, probably. That's kind of how it came across to me because it was a very extended scene. Like, why the heck would that thing be there? You know what I mean? Like, for that long? Right. Unless it is just really just trying to wait them out and see who's going to make a move, who's going to run, who's going to be the bait. I don't know. I thought that was a really interesting point, though. Right. I thought that was going to be your favorite as far as, like, the hybrid animals. Definitely. (laughs) He didn't jump on that one. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't know. Definitely really, yeah. It's interesting because it's like, why was it a hybrid, like, why, why did it look to be like, yeah, like bear, goat, this, that, and the other thing, instead of just like we saw er- earlier, like a double of a deer, you right. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's like almost, it's just what things are in proximity to, they end up becoming more of that. Mm-hmm. Like, here's the way I'm picturing this. It's almost like a, like a metaphysical vivisection in a way, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so like vivisection is literally like the taking and right. rearranging of a living animal's like what, organs right. and parts. And, yeah, so they picture yeah. the island of Dr. Moreau, right? Yeah. But this is, like, kind of what's happening, but they don't understand why. Like, uh, Anya makes that comment that her, like, her skin, her fingerprints were moving. Like, her oh, fingerprints yes. her fingerprints were, like, slithering around mm-hmm. her fingers. Um, and things are starting to literally physically move. She can see, like, they're starting to be able to see it. It's almost like it's the, becoming the shimmer. Right. So it's like, whatever this shimmer is, is literally, because of course you can't get, because you just said like, they they come across plants shaped like humans. Mm -hmm. That's not possible, right? In our world as we know it now. You can't cross, she makes the comment like, you can't cross breed a bear and a goat. No. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. But in the shimmer, it doesn't matter because the DNA of both are basically like I picture it being like confetti tossed up into the air (laughs) and then it all can kind of blend together it's like a metaphysical vivisection of DNA it's taking out bits and pieces of this that and the other thing and fitting it together and it works you Mm -hmm. can't get that in our regular world where it's like you know things mate and produce something and I think it's almost because of that refraction it's like a prism right where all this stuff exists and is able to be mutated just like that because of these conditions, this matrix kind of a scenario we got here. But um, (laughs) yeah, as far as that goes too, like I really, that was an interesting point you made as far as like, yeah, like the plants are gone after, I I don't know, maybe I'm misinterpreting that, but that was what I I thought I, you know, I I saw. But if you do want to go that far and say like, okay, well the shimmer's gone, therefore ergo all the weird things in it were gone too. That doesn't really make sense because of the ending, right? And the fact that those two are managed to exist and make it out. So before we kind of get to that, I think, are we getting to the, the climax of the film now? Kind of, yeah. we've gone to the point where, okay, so we discussed the scene where the bear goat kind of attacks, takes Anya away, and leaves essentially um, the three left. So we've got Josie, we've got Lena, and we've got Dr... Ventress. Dr. Ventress, right? Such a weird name. Ventress. That's like... It sounds like a It sounds villain. like a Ventana, like, window, right? Like, is oh. she a portal? Because essentially, she kind of becomes one in a, in a way in the very end. Anyways, that's a side note. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so essentially we get the three of them. Dr. Ventress is like, screw this. I'm just gonna keep going. I want to get to the coast. I want to get to this place. <clears throat> and then you get the dissolution of the group because um, Josie essentially just wanders away and disappears into the shimmer. A very natural way of... of I think she just kind of relinquished herself to she it. Did. And she just wanted... 
she wanted a peaceful ending, right? Yeah. Because she she's the one who came up with that thing that that cast got stuck in the bear. That like her dying soul mm. and DNA morphed into that, and she's like, mm-hmm. I don't want that to happen to me. No. Like literally, I think that's what she yeah. said. Yeah. And she was like picking flowers and like incorporating them into her skin, like into her hand. It looked like right. Mm. She was like playing around with it before she kind of made her decision. Mm-hmm. And so then you get Lena essentially chasing after Doctor Ventress, and she reaches the lighthouse. And shit gets cray. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say. Yeah. If <laughs> like, it hasn't already, I mean, yeah. Exactly. It, it gets worse. It's so confusing because for me, I assumed she was going to go to the top of the lighthouse. I thought, I just assumed it was going to be a climb. It was going to be an ascension. Mm-hmm. And instead, it's not. It's into the belly. It's, it's into the pit. Exactly. A descent. Right. So that part to me, so it's almost like she's entering the womb. And then she meets up with Dr. Ventress after the whole, like, shocking video footage that she comes across, right? Of her husband essentially um, killing himself. No, no, no. Or was was, that himself? Was it him or was it No, no, he was, yeah, no, he was filming. That was weird, too, because, yeah, the guy that he was filming looked a lot like him. It was his, like, partner. One of the people in his crew, crew, obviously, right? Because that confused me for a second, too. I was like, wait a second, is he, like like dead and then reincarnated in some way or something and that's what who's outside of the I shimmer it was his double that was no. the outside yeah no it, it was oh, um okay. showing him basically yeah film because i i recognize because the guy who blew himself up uh, had like a deep southern accent oh. so it was like different totally different person but they looked really similar <laughs> um so and was it was it her all, husband okay yeah and that changes things for me mm-hmm. changes my conclusions and but i mean that was a creepy scene right because he's sitting there and he's like you know my skin moves like water Mm-hmm. Like my mind, like is it is, my own? Isn't my yeah? Isn't mm-hmm. my own? And I just can't bear it. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's just it. There's the difference, right, between the people that fight it and the people that accept it and want it. Like as, especially between Lena and Doctor Ventress, right? Because uh, Josie makes the comment, she's like, "She's going to meet it. You're going to fight it. I don't want either." Right. And then that's when she walks away. Yeah. And so Ventress basically submits herself to it. She's yeah. like just take me away and then she becomes like really weird like she becomes a metal monster thing that or a statue like she's just there yeah it's she gets bizarre. like she gets disapparated and then re-amalgamated into something right uh... well that's just it okay so, so so what has happened here like a meteor comes down obviously there's something in it on it or it isn't a meteor at all. It's or it's a contaminant. Else. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like yeah, there, it's, yeah, there's something. Yeah, exactly. It's contaminated mm-hmm. the area somehow, but. Lena saves the day, right? Like, she she finds one of the grenades mm-hmm. that was left behind from the previous group. Mm-hmm. And she finally... She has this weird back and forth where it seems like it's almost like a couple of days where she's, like, yeah. fighting this weird... Yeah, this weird, almost metallic, double. double, faceless, mm-hmm. super creepy. And it mirrors her right. and mimics her. But it won't let her... Yeah, it, 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 it almost completely mimics her, but almost. then also lets her give it the grenade. Which is odd. And she makes a point of saying to the guy that's interviewing her after that it wasn't fighting her. She started it. She fought it. And then as soon as she stopped, it stopped. And it was like as soon as she was like exactly that. It was was a mimic of her emotional reaction and physical reaction. She gets slammed up against the door. And the harder she fights against it, the more it's pushing back on her. If she just didn't fight it. Yeah. Maybe it would let her go. You know what I mean? And so right. she learns that the first or the two times she has to learn that. Right. And then the final time, the 
round three. Yeah, <laughs> she so makes you, it you, are, you are just left to wonder if it is just partly this weird mirrored dimension or if it's more than just that, more than just like the 50-50 mirror. It's like this maybe is an entity in and of itself, but because of the nature in which it exists and how it's been brought to this circumstance, like in the shimmer, it's it's like it is her, but it isn't her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, you mean the, like her, the version that comes out of the shimmer? Or the version well, that's in there the, with her, the, the double. The, the double. Right. Like that, it, 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 literally, it literally is her. Yeah. But just not in the dimension that they're in when she's fighting it. So that, so, it, I don't even know. Obviously, I'm getting twisted around here. <laughs> because it's super strange. We don't know what it is. You're, you're left to think, you're left to wonder if it's purely alien, and this is like some sort of just weird mimicry. Mm-hmm. Or if this is something interdimensional, which clearly it is. Because there's... It's both. It's, there's yeah. this weird... Like, it, it messes with time, it messes with space, it right. messes with physics. Physics mm-hmm. is the main one, mm-hmm. right? Because it, because that because our DNA comes down to that, like just how we're constructed, the shape of things, and how things move around, how their electrons move around the atom, and how everything works. You know what I mean? Yeah. We so, need physicist Chris. We need physicist Chris on here. <laughs> so let's get to the very ending then. So we get the implosion essentially of the lighthouse and of the shimmer and yeah. everything kind of like bl- c- kind of comes in on itself mm-hmm. and goes back to seemingly normal. You get Lena um, being led essentially to visit her husband, uh, who isn't her husband really. And they've both kind of being converted. And one thing we didn't mention... <laughs> This is kind of funny. We're talking about amalgamations, mutations, hybrids. These are all essentially chimeras, right? Like, it's... In a way. Yeah. yeah, That's all one of the same, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But, okay. This last scene that we get with Lena, where she asks him, are you, are you, like, my husband? Are you Cain? Are you... Yeah, exactly. He says, no. He says, I don't think so. He says, I don't think so. Are you Lena? Yeah. Are you the one they call Lena? And she says, yes. And then they kind of, like, have this moment where they hug. Like, he goes to hug her, interestingly. So he initiates. And then you get her hugging back kind of slowly. And you both, you get the shimmer in both of their eyes. So you see that silver kind of come out. Right. And then and then the final scene that you see is the camera panning away. And it's through the glass again. Right. Yeah. So, again, the continuation of that. It's, it's through the looking glass. What are we seeing? Mm-hmm. Are we really seeing what we're seeing? You know what I mean? Like, there's this whole weird question of that. You know, that's that to me is, like, such a scary thought to, like, try to, you know, it's hard. You can't empathize. You can't put yourself in that position. But, like, the idea of just having some inkling of knowing that you, like, love something, but that you're not sure or something. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just that question. Like, are you Kane? I'm not sure. Like, are you Lena? <laughs> like, that's just bizarre. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, then, and then, yeah, like, he goes in for that hug. And that's just feeling that, like, there is some memory here, but it's not, doesn't quite make sense. And a lot of this ties into... It's partial. Once again, spoiler alert for The Thing, go watch them, because the, <laughs> the, the, the sequel came out in 2011. But there's a lot of crossover here, too, like, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. it's this idea of, of, like, of memory being embedded in DNA. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because exactly. Because his, 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 you know, because they're all scrambled up. Mm-hmm. So he has parts of it, but he doesn't have it all. Right? And then that's where mm-hmm. we get that thing to come back to the beginning. Like I was going to say, I said I would. He makes that comment like, um, uh, I recognize, yeah, like that I recognized you. Mm-hmm. And she gets all weirded out. And then now she knows because she's changed too. Mm-hmm. I recognized you. My memory of you was in this scrambled brain, scrambled DNA. 
Mm-hmm. Super, super bizarre. Ugh. This was a, uh, yeah, this is definitely a mind twister mm-hmm. of a film. And like I said before, too, the proximity thing. So, like, the bear takes on weird things because of whatever it was in proximity to. When they first come across that alligator scene, when it, it attacks Josie yeah. and pulls her under, and then they manage to save her, and then they kill it, they just unload, like, AKs on it. Mm-hmm. And then Lena's looking at its teeth and realizing that they're all spliced weird that it was a pattern the concentric yeah, circles it was a shark mm-hmm. right like it had the weird that weird pattern exactly so it wasn't actually just an alligator right. or something else too so and then obviously the guy getting sliced open he's got the what looked like, like vines or growing snakes through. or something so that's like a hybrid human hybrid human plant and then you've got hybrid animal animals hybrid human animals with the mm-hmm. spirit of whatever her name is Cass. So this this is everything's up in the ether. Anything goes Everything in the is. shimmer. You can get crossed with like a, a boot. That's very true. I just before we wrap this up, I just wanted to come back to that one moment because you yeah, you're going back to the whole idea of like um, love. He has parts of it. He has parts of his memories of her. I think it's very telling um, again, and it adds to the significance of that first scene where he enters. He crosses the threshold into their bedroom again, right? We get this so much in so many different scenes throughout the, this cross, symbolic crossing mm-hmm. of the threshold, so to speak. And this was a very important one, I think, because of the setting, because she's essentially trying to erase what was once there. She's painting, right? And um, as we progress throughout the film, we get these various moments and scenes. First, it starts off very intimate, very loving. It's these flashback memories of the two of them together, right? Slowly becomes something else. Um, and then eventually we get the scene where she's actually cheating on him with someone else. And so it's like this weird dissolution of that throughout what, that you could say kind of parallels the dissolution of their sort of... It's the fragmentation of their love connection, right. so to speak, which yeah. is just a very weird... And, and another one that's just popped in my head right now, just thinking of, like, the, um, the thresholds and, like, the symbolic gestures behind those and stuff. Um, we got a really important one again with um, Dr. Ventress crossing the threshold into Lena's room when she becomes sort of a captive, a prisoner, and she's, like, she wakes up, she's nauseous as hell, so she goes to the bathroom. Yeah. And then you see um, Dr. Ventress uh, just, like, observing her, and then she decides to take that very deliberate step into the room, and yeah. then it closes behind her, and she's entering Lena's world. That's their first connection. Right. I just, I don't know. It's, I love the way that film is able to do that. You get the physical representations of the symbolic sort of relationships and, and things that are going on. No, that is done on purpose, too. Exactly. Right? Like, totally doorways is. are portals, are symbolic yes. portals, and, like, totally. the last name, like you said, totally. Window, Ventress, Ventana. Yeah, Ventana. I, t- I, I wonder. Like, that's mm. definitely interesting. Interesting. So before we wrap things up here for Film Friday, we have a promo we want to play for a really good friend of ours and a mm-hmm. listener uh, of the show out in Australia, Wes. Wesley. Mm-hmm. Wes. And uh, he has a new podcast called Crotch Rocket Radio, mm-hmm. and it is a sweet show. I'm, I've never really been big into motorcycles and bikes, but they've kind of gotten me wanting to be, totally. <laughs> like, I'm, they kind of spook me a little bit. I'm, I'm, kind oh. of, I'm a wimp when it comes to riding motorcycles. Me but too. Um, <laughs> uh, super, super... If you're into bikes, man, listen to this. Definitely, it's, yeah. yeah. It's fun. They're, they're just getting started. Um, you know, just went out and bought a mic and, um, he was asking for us for tips and tricks and things like that. And like, you know, we're not, we're not uh, the biggest show in the world or anything either, but, um, we like to help people get going and, uh, he'll improve, they're, they're improving as they go. So, um, yeah, we wanted to give him a little bump here. So go check out Crop Rocket Radio. Mm Mm-hmm. Hi, we're Crutch Rocket Radio. Do you ever find yourself getting lost in the motorcycle world? We do. Yes, we do. 
Do the hairs on the back of your neck stand up when you hear a motorcycle go past? That's for us too. And we're here to try and help you deal with this kind of addiction. So if you want to hear the stories from the riders, the racers, and the people with the box parts, that can turn them into a beautiful masterpiece. And tune in every fortnight for Rock Rocket Radio. Download us now. iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Shiny side up, people. just as our little conclusion here before we wrap things up um would you recommend this andrew i think you already answered this question but definitely would recommend it <laughs> I, su- super fun and it, it's it's more hardcore than you expect it to be it definitely is the violence <laughs> is there it's and there. it's rated r and it's one of those ones again that we're covering it's going to be explicit just simply because of the content of the film definitely. and Actually, our content was good, right? <laughs> I don't think we swore or anything. No, yeah, it should be all right. Yeah, but yeah. anyways, like just to reiterate, I guess, before we wrap this one up, again, if anyone has any suggestions that aren't um, exclusively horror movies or yeah. anything like that, I'm into cool stuff. Like even we could do like Night Before Christmas or something. Sure, or, for uh, Christmas this year. Oh, Coraline. That's a really good one. Definitely. I don't even know. Um yeah, it doesn't have to be horror. It could be fantasy. It could be adventure. As long as it has some sort of crazy, weird element to it, it's a twist of some sort. Like absolutely, we're into it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so get us. And this one we didn't tie in any specific episode because it kind of crosses over a lot of episodes. True, uh, and actually. also just the name of the show into the portal. Yeah, <laughs> into the shimmer. Into the shimmer, into the portal. Yeah. But again, another point actually. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, we really like to keep this show um, accessible to everyone, including yeah. kids. So. I know, I apologize, we have actually had a moments in the show where it's not family-friendly, but we always mark those as explicit so everyone's aware. Definitely. But again, like, I, I love Film Fridays, and I think kids would love it too. And yeah. everyone listening, like, you know, probably a lot of you have families back at home, and you all like to listen together, perhaps, mm-hmm. in the car or wherever you listen. And I think it would just be fun to make it more family-friendly and inclusive. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so sh- shoot those ideas out. We've had a ton of good ones, so keep them coming. Yeah. And um, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you guys again in a couple of days on Sunday. Sounds good.